Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? Good? Good. Hey, it is a good day. I'm loving it. Um, God is for you, not against you. He loves you so much. Hey, if this is your first time, hundredth time, uh, I'm just so glad you are here. I really believe that God has got something good for us today. You know, as we were worshiping, I know God was even touching hearts, and I believe that God has given a word for us in season uh, right now, too. So I'm so glad. Hey, um, I just encourage you, after after service, after we're done worshiping, everything like that, why don't you just grab a coffee and like chat with someone, like connect with someone? Life was not meant to be done alone. I love that, that life was not meant to be done alone. We're not supposed to be islands, but we can do life together, build relationships. So hey, I want to encourage you to do that. You know, last week, Pastor Chris preached an awesome message. He wrapped up our series on ice living. That was so good. Um, talking about how Jesus has called us to iceberg living for us to what was unseen, the time in his presence and prayer would produce above what is above. And hey, if you've missed that series or a couple, you can actually check them out online at our website, Thrive Calgary, or as well, we're on Spotify, Google Play, and uh, we're working on Apple. Uh, there's just a few more fiery hoops we have to jump through and and, uh, ducks and twists, but hey, you can do that. Um, I'm just excited for what God has for us. I'm excited for our new series we're starting today called 2020 Vision. 2020 Vision, right? What sort of vision do you want your eye doctor to say when you go, um, Josiah, you have 2020 Vision. He has not said that this last time, but that's okay. I'm working on it. I don't know how I can, but I'm working on it. And, uh, but we're starting a new series called 2020 Vision, seeing clearly what God has for you for this next decade. Because actually, we're stepping into another decade. We're ending 2019. We're going into 2020, a fresh new decade. So seeing clearly what God has for you, your family, for us as a church, uh, seeing clearly into that new decade, 2020 vision. You know, this series really started burning in my heart when I listened to a message uh, by uh, Pastor Joel Sims from uh, Mississippi called 10 for 10. And and uh, that's what really started this burning and I've been sort of, it's been in my heart for, I don't know, since like March. And uh, I'm just excited to share with you guys um, this, this message. One of the central uh, scriptures for this series is this right here. It's Proverbs 29, 18. It says this, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, he is, or happy is he. So where there is no vision, people perish. You could then say, on the flip side, where there is vision, you will flourish, you will thrive. Where there is vision, you'll actually be able to be planted, be rooted, and not be moved by things that come up in life. In the Passion, it says this. It says, Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no clear prophetic vision, a prophetic vision is a, is a vision from God, in other words, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the rest 
revelation of the word, heaven's uh, bliss fills your heart. Just sort of a cool way to say it. Where there's no vision, people wander away quickly. But when you have a God vision, you're planted, you're rooted. Today I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you about look up and see. Look up and see. Um, have, have you found that just when winter comes, that everything just takes longer? Have you ever found that? Like, um, just uh, walking to the mailbox takes longer, unless you're one of the few that does not still have a super box. But when I walk to the mailbox trudging through, it just takes longer because of the snow. It takes longer to get my son dressed when we go out anywhere, put his snowsuit on, and then try and put his gloves, his mitts on, and trying to get, like, his uh, one-and-a-half-year-old thumb in that place. I think they strategically put it smaller so that you have to, like, that's like 10 minutes right there. So I've actually now moved on and I've become wiser and I'm like, son, you're just going to go like this. <laughs> so I just say, wave to me, son, wave to me. And he just does that now. But uh, why? Because it just, it, things take longer. Even just to drive, it takes longer. Not even driving, like you got to go slower, at least I hope you do. But even some of you guys are like, Josiah, what are you talking about? I just go uh, like 140 on Deerfoot. Whatever. Hey, that's okay. That's all right. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later. But hey, when, when even when you're just starting to drive, not even driving, but starting to drive, if you park outside or maybe you have a garage, but some days you have to leave that garage and go somewhere where there is not one. And you park outside. And when it's so cold outside, what is on your windshield? That snow, but even worse than that is that ice, right? That, that covered ice, or when it's like really moist in the air, and it's like that thick ice. So you try and do the, 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 the winter hack. Have you ever tried this, where you just take your windshield wiper fluid and spray it? And, you, and you're like, just hoping, Jesus, let this be a thin coat of ice. And it doesn't, and it actually makes it worse. And so you have to go out and scrape it away. Everything just takes longer in the winter. But if you, if you, without, when it's completely frozen over, you can't see anything, right? In that vehicle, you can't see anything. The, if you sat in your driver's seat, when it has the frozen ice over the top of your windshield, you can only see so far. Your vision is actually limited. Um, you could have the, have you ever done this though? Have you ever been in a rush? And you're like, maybe it was from not getting your son's thumb into uh, the, the, the mitt and it's just taken too long and you're in a bit of rush for someone and you're like, okay, you've tried the, the life hack of like just the windshield wiper fluid. It didn't do anything. So you're like, okay, I'm in a rush. So you just go out and you just scrape, 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 but you just scrape like a six inch by six inch little thing. Have you ever done that? Okay, some of you are just way too, you're very responsible. One day I'll be like you. But I've done that, where you scrape, scrape, scrape. And so it's like this much that you're seeing. All the rest of the vehicle is like snow, ice all around. And you're just, because you're in a rush, you don't have time. And so then what do you do? You do like the, the seat dance, right? So you're trying to see through this little six by six. And then there's a light up there. So you got to like lean down to see if there's the light or the sign or, or whatever. Have you ever done that? Okay, I'm not alone. 
But I've done that before where I've, where I've just been in a rush, script, 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 and quick, 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 and I'm rushing, and I got this little thing, and then it turns out that I've actually missed my turn because I can't see where I'm going. I only have so much vision, so much perspective, and I, so then I have to pull over, scrape it off even more. Why? So I can actually see where I'm going. Right? If you actually had the best winter vehicle, picture in your mind the ideal winter vehicle, whatever that might be for you. It has the best tires. It has heated seats. It has um, a heated steering wheel. It has like, you know, it's like four-wheel drive. It's good. And, but if you, if you left outside, it got really cold. And what happened? Ice went over it. But you decided, hey, I'm going to hop in my vehicle, but I'm not going to scrape that ice off. Know what would happen? Is you would have no vision. You wouldn't be able to see at all. You would be, if you decided, hey, I'm just going to leave it like that. You have a fully loaded vehicle, but without vision, you're not able to harness what that vehicle was able to do. Without that vision, you're not actually able to go where you need to go. You can't even see where you want to go. Why? Because of vision. So how many of you say it's important to scrape off your vehicle when ice? So you can see, right? See where you're going. So you can use your vehicle. If it's important for that, to have 2020 seen clearly for just driving from your house to, to the supermarket, how much more important is it to have vision for your life? To have vision for your life. Because I think sometimes life can be like whether it's just frosted over and you can only see so far, but we actually need to then scrape off that so we can see further ahead. To see further ahead to have 2020 vision. Having vision is crucial for driving, but even more so important, it's having vision for your life. Because vision causes you to see the direction you want to go. Because with that fully loaded vehicle, you could just hit reverse out of your driver, hit, who knows, maybe you just might even hit drive out of your driveway. And know what, maybe you might even get, be able to get a little further with only being able to see so far, but eventually you'll crash. You'll go somewhere where you don't want to go, and you won't be able to see further ahead and your destination. Why? Because of vision. Vision causes you to see the destination, where you want to go before you get there. It allows you to take purposeful steps uh, towards the vision or dream. For you to see it before in your heart, before you see it in your hand. That's what vision does. Because sometimes if it's just right here, only seeing so far, just seeing, you'll only ever get that far. But vision allows you to see before in your heart, before you have it in your head, hand. Um, Because without vision, life just is lived randomly. It's like trying to drive that vehicle without scraping off the ice. You might go somewhere, it just might be the ditch right? You might hit a pole or you might get somewhere and you realize I'm in Chestermere. I wanted to go to Banff, right? It might be vision allows you to see and be purposeful in the direction. Vision looks ahead and says what could be or what should be. Vision's important for our lives. Vision causes you to see the destination of where you want to go before you get there. Now, not just any vision for your life, Uh, not someone else's vision for your life, not 
a vision that you see on maybe social media because you can see on people's posts and be like, that is the vision that I want for my life, right? Someone's like mountaintop experience or it turns out this is the edited photo and if you did the full live stream, someone was yelling and fighting before and right after it was awful, but this one moment and it's like, that is what I, but no, not that sort of vision for your life. I believe God, God has a plan and a vision for your life. God has a plan and a vision for your life. You know, in the book of Genesis, there's an account of Abram. Later on, we know him as Abraham. He switched his name. He changed it up. Um, but Abram and his, his nephew Lot. Abram and his nephew Lot. Now, these, uh, Abram and his nephew lived in the same place, and they were both were herdsmen. Uh, so they had a bunch of sheep each. And what they found is both, they were massive herds, so God was blessing them. And uh, what they found is that their herds were eating up all the grass, and there was no grass. Talk about BC problems, right? Before Christ problems. That's like, my herd doesn't have any grass. So what they'd say is, okay, we need to go in different directions so we can find new land to go. So we're going to settle in different places. And here's where it is in Genesis 3, uh, 13, 10, it says, And Lot lifted up his eyes, and behold, all the plains of Jordan, and it was, it was well watered everywhere before the Lord... Uh, um, Everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, uh, thou hast cometh unto Zor. The Lord, uh, then Lot chose him a, uh, the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves to one from another. Abram uh, dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in, uh, in the cities of the plain, and Check this out. He pitched his tent towards Sodom. But, when, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before, uh, before the Lord uh, exceedingly. And the Lord said to Abram, after, that Lot, after Lot separated him, Lift up now your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, westward, for the, all the land which you see, I will give it to you, uh, and thy, I love King James here, thy seed forever. And I will make your seed and the dust of, uh, as the dust of the earth, so that if any man can number the dust of the earth, then your seed also uh, be numbered. And then he says, arise, walk through the land in length of it, and 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 in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto you. So this account is um, Abram and his nephew. They're both going in different directions. And Lot decides to, to set up camp where he's looking onto Sodom. So every day he looks, so he wakes up in the morning, he's brushing his teeth, he sees Sodom. He, 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 he goes, he has lunch, right? Because maybe Lot's union. He has lunch and he eats and he's looking towards Sodom, right? He, he goes to bed. The last thing he sees as he watches his sheep, he sees the city of Sodom. Eventually, where does Lot end up? He ends up in Sodom. What he was looking towards, what was in his vision, determined his destination, where he was going. Now, on the flip side, so Lot was there. On the flip side, Abram, later Abraham, he actually had something that he was looking to as well. God gave him a vision. He said, look up 
and see from where you are. So don't look around what you're in right now, where you are right now, but actually look up and see what I have for you. So he said, look up and see. And Abram received a God vision. And so he then looked ahead to what God had for him. He looked ahead what God had for him. Lot ended up in Sodom in some destructive circumstances. Why? Because of his vision, what he was looking at. Abram ended up in a good place where where God blessed him, he increased him, where God brought what he promised because he he looked up from where he was and he saw with a vision that God had for him. Abram, God told him to look up from where you are and see where I want you to go. Look up from your current circumstances and see the future that I have for you. He was looking not where he was. He was looking to where God had for him, a new place for him, a fresh place for him, wide open, spacious life for him. God, Abram looked up, and then know what was interesting about that scripture is then God said, now walk in it. So then Abram then took steps of faith to then walk into the vision that God had given him. So God showed him, and then it also then set the steps and how he would walk into what God had for him. God gave him a God-given vision. And Abram was bold, taking God at his word and acting on it. Abram looked up from where he was and looked to what God had for him. God-given vision led him to a place that God had prepared for him. I believe God has a place for you, that he is prepared for you. And that God has a God-given vision, dream for you. I believe every single person in here, God has a plan a purpose for, a God-given vision. That just like Abram, where it wasn't to do with what was around him or what he could see in the immediate future, but that we can look up and see that God has prepared things for us that we can walk to, things that are good. And in order to move into what God has for us, I believe we need to look up and see his vision, what God has prepared for us. To look beyond our current circumstances and seeing what God has for our family, what, who God has called us to be, who God, what God has for us in terms of, of things to achieve, things to, to move forward the kingdom, uh, to be who God has called us to be. You know, just like, you remember that, that uh, the vehicle that we imagined, that perfect snow vehicle that we have, fully loaded with nice heated seats, nice heated steering wheel, really nice new tires that we bought from Rachel this past week, and it's just so good. In that same way, God has loaded you up. He's loaded you up. I believe every single person here have, have gifts and talents that aren't just by coincidence, aren't just by mistake. Uh, It's actually God has put them in you. Uh, Maybe you're good with numbers. Maybe you're good with people. Maybe you just live generously. Uh, Maybe you're uh, musical. You love people. Maybe you're just business-minded, right? Or maybe you play sports. I don't know. Uh, But I believe that God has given you gifts, 
given you talents, that God has loaded you up. That actually first, second Peter three, uh, one, three says, tells us that God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, that everything that you've need, that you need, God has given you through Christ Jesus, that God didn't hold back his son. So he's not going to hold anything back from you. You could say that you have, because of salvation, you've become fully loaded with everything that you need. The same spirit that raised Jesus, Jesus we're talking about, uh, raised him from the dead, now dwells in you. He lives in you. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you said, Jesus, I make you Lord of my life, now the Spirit of God lives in you. You are loaded up. You are able, you are equipped, you're designed to not just survive in this world, but really to thrive in this world, to do all that God has called you to do. But to harness that, to harness what, and to use what God has given in you, know what you need? You need to scrape off that windshield and have what? Have vision. To see not just what's the current circumstances, that ice on the windshield, but to see beyond of what God is calling you to do. That will then set your directions, will set how you walk, how you step, how you walk into what God has for you. You know, just like when earlier this week when I was scraping my windshield and I didn't have enough time, I'm trying to make it work, scrape, 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 that little bit, that wasn't enough to have real clear vision of where I needed to go. You know, I think we need to take time to be able to have a vision for our life. Not just any vision, though, but God's vision for our life. Being able to see what God has. Because vision allows you to live on purpose and for purpose, and it's really His purpose. So rather than just rushing and scraping a little section of the windshield, taking time to get vision, where does that come from? It comes out of time with Jesus. Time spent with him in prayer, just in, in his presence. Even times in like this where we gather together, I believe God can just even drop a word that can, that can clarify some a vision that God has for your life. Because vision allows you to be purposeful. Did you know Jesus actually even had a vision? Jesus even had a vision when he was living, living on earth. Uh, Jesus had a vision. In Hebrews 12, 1, it says this. Therefore, since we, are, uh, since we have a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every incumbent and sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that was set before us, somewhere to go, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Check this out. This is his vision right here. Who for the joy that was set before him, he had a, a, a joy set before him, a vision that was set before him, that was you and I, that, uh, bef- it, uh, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of, God, uh, of the throne of God. Jesus had a vision. That he looked beyond what he was even going through when it came to the cross. Uh, He had a vision so he wasn't just content being a carpenter or just walking around doing doing a bunch of miracles and that would be his life on earth. He said, know what? He had a vision that was you and I actually. The joy that was set before him was you and I in the relationship. So he saw down the line 
that, that Steve would be there. And he said, hey, I have a vision. There's a joy set before me. And so I'm enduring. I'm going to go beyond. I can see that. I can see Maureen down the line. And so then he had a vision and he walked through it. He endured. There was joy that was set before him. He had joy of like, he had a, the vision actually brought him joy. It's like, hey, this is awesome. That, know what, I'm going to be in relationship. I'm going to be reunited with mankind because of going through all this. You know, vision allows you not just to be comfortable with where you are, but says, hey, I'm going to move to something greater, something more. And that's what Jesus did. Vision will allow you to endure uh, even when things get a little uncomfortable. You know, vision will allow you to endure challenges so you can move towards something greater, that, that God-given vision that God has for you. You know, as Christians, we're called to, to, to walk, to live as, as Jesus did, right? We're Christians, little Christ ones. And Jesus had a vision that brought him joy. I believe God has a God-given vision and dreams that will actually bring you joy. That when you see what God has for you, maybe you just might start giggling a little bit because you're like, whoa, this is good. That you can see ahead and you say, this is good. God's vision for you is full of things that will bring you joy, that will bring, bring you joy, not determined by what you currently see, but for us to look up from where we are and see the joy of what God has for us. You know, just like that windshield was frosted uh, over, the, over the, the windshield was frosted, you know, I think life can become frosted. Like things can happen that actually can stop or cloud our vision. That it's like overnight, just things drop down, it gets cold, and ice comes over the windshield, and vision gets a little cloudy in that car. I think that can happen in life too, where maybe disappointment, hurt, you know, maybe it's destructive habits, maybe it's our current situation, and all what we can see is right there. But Hebrews tells us to lay aside those things. Lay aside everything that, that, incumbent, that holds us back, that pulls us back, to scrape those off. And next week I'm going to be talking about how do you scrape those things off. But when we spend time with him, God will clear that off, clear those things off so that we can see what God has for you. So that you can scrape off and see not just what you're currently going through or what currently has happened or that past thing and that's always just been right there and you seem to see, keep hitting that same light post as you're driving because it's right there. That hurt is there or that mistrust is there. But you can clear that off so you can live freely, lightly and see that wide open, spacious life that God has for you. Vision. God's vision for you gives you perspective, and I believe it gives you hope and joy. It's not a vision of, oh man, this, are you serious? This is awful. I think it's one of joy, one that will bring you joy. Now, I've said all of this, all before, everything before, all to lead up to right here. I've said it all this to say this. At the end of this month, every single person is going to be given a gift, and it's a gift of time. We are going to be given another decade. 
2020 is a new decade, a fresh beginning. And know what? No matter what season of life you are in, as long as you are still on this earth, God has a God-given vision and plan for you. It doesn't matter the numbers, whether you're too young or too, or too old, maybe you might think. No, no, no. If you are on earth, God has a vision, a plan for you, a purpose for you. And God has God-given dreams, vision. John 10.10 says he has come to give you life and life to the full. So what will set the course for these next 10 years, from 2020 to 2030. What will set that course? Think if there's no vision, you might be in the same place as you are when you start 2020. Know what? Or maybe you might go a little bit, but hit a light post if there's no vision. You might end up like Lot, looking at the wrong vision will end up to a destruction. Or, I think in 2020, you can be like Abraham, Abram, where you look up from where you are, and you see the God-given vision that God has for your life. And by faith, start taking steps to what that has. I believe God has a 2020 vision for you in this new decade. For you to look up from where you are, not to be determined by what you see currently, but look up and see what God has. And I believe it is a vision that will bring you joy. And just like Jesus, how that joy that was set before him, I believe God has a vision that will set before you that will bring you joy. In Habakkuk 2.2, it says this, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets. Then he who may uh, can run with it. I want to challenge you. This is what I, everything I said for this. I want to challenge you today to write down 10 goals for the next 10 years. Like what, what that scripture says, write down a vision. Write down 10 goals for the next year, uh, 10 years, for the next decade. Sometimes I think we can overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what can be done in a decade. Like think back 10 years ago, how far has, has things changed? What has come? Like uh, I don't think this iPad was even here 10 years ago. Um, how much can change in a decade? But how much more can change when you partner with God and what his vision for your life? Where can you be? What can you be walking into? And now that vision is for you, but it's not about you. It's about those people around you that God has assigned to your life so you can impact. So I want to challenge you to, to this month to pray to seek God, not just to write down just real quick, but actually spend time with God in his presence and write down what are 10 goals, God-given vision for you for the next 10 years. That you can look up from where you are, not allow your current circumstances to determine, but look ahead and hear what God is saying to you about where is the north, the east, the south, the west. Where is that for you? And write it down. And I believe that what God has for you will bring you joy. So what would be something that would, if you saw it in your life, it would make you smile? Would there be someone who came into your life, and if you saw it, that would make you smile? Maybe on the outside and even more on the inside. If you saw something in your family, what would make you smile and have joy? If you saw it in your house or your church, 
or and it would make you smile? Or what would happen if you saw that you're walking in this and it would make you smile? I believe God has that for you. Of taking time, spending time in his presence and hearing what God has and letting God give you a God-given vision of these next 10 years. Natalie and I actually did this. Um, so we prayed, we were seeking God, and we've written down 10 goals um, for our next year, uh, 20, 10 years, not next year, 10 years. Let's stick to my, what I'm trying to say, Josiah. But um, I know a, a vision for 2020, a 2020 vision, a direction. And know what? It's actually already, because we've written it down, it's actually brought in clarity, and we've actually already started to make steps towards it. It may be really far off. For Abraham, the east might have been really far off, or the west might have been really far off, but he started to take steps. And because we've done that, we're already seeing that. One of the things that we're not looking at our current circumstances, we're actually looking up and seeing. And one of the things as we're praying is what we want to be is we want to pay off our mortgage in, tw- uh, in 10 years. So by 2030, for our mortgage to be paid off. That's not looking at current circumstances. I believe that's looking up and seeing. So that's actually already affected in a practical sense. So when we've got some extra money, we might throw that onto our mortgage. So it's actually just faith sometimes faith and wisdom go hand in hand i think sometimes then you see the vision then you can say okay i'm going to walk in it i'm going to take faith for this i'm not going to buy this starbucks coffee this time i'm going to throw it towards my mortgage there's 12 bucks right there if you buy an egg bite too Mm, egg bites um but i believe god has a 2020 vision for you and as you spend time with him as you seek him I believe God will give you clarity, just like Abraham, Abram, where you cannot just be determined by what you see around you, but you can look up and see what God has for you. And I believe what it is, is filled with joy, hope in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? Hey, God has got good plans for you, a hope and a future. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, right? He says that he's got a hope, a future for you. God has got good plans for you. And as you spend time with him, I believe he will show you what his vision for your life is in 2020. And don't allow the ice of your current circumstances, current hurt, current challenges be the limit allow you to look allow yourself to look up and see what God has for you Isaiah 55 he says this it says my thoughts are higher than your thoughts my ways are higher than your ways we can have an elevated perspective and that comes from spending time with him seeking his face because it's not going to come another way a true God vision for your life for the next 10 years. It will come through spending time with Him. Spending time with Jesus. And know what? That vision that God has for you, it's for you, but it's not just about you. Think of all those people, because there are people that God has assigned to your life, whether you know it or not, that you're an influence for that you're an ambassador for Jesus too. And so as you walk into what God has for you, it will then change and impact those around you.
so glad Jesus had a vision that he saw that there was a joy set before him. He said, hey, I'm going there. I'm going there to meet you. I want to encourage you, start tonight. Start tonight. Just spending, whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, uh, an hour, whatever, but spending time with God, seeking his face, saying, God, what is your vision for me? What is your plans for me? And know what? He has them. He is good. Can I pray with you? Father, I just thank you that you love us so much. Father, you love us so much that you don't want us just to stay where we are, but that you actually take us from glory to glory, from, from your goodness to your goodness. And so, Father, I thank you that every single person here, no matter what background, no matter what's happened, no matter what qualifications, what we think are disqualifications, that you have qualified us through the blood of Jesus, that we are now adopted into your heavenly family, and that you have good plans for us, a hope and a future. So, Father, I thank you that as we spend time individually with you, that you would just reveal your vision, your plan, so that we can look up and see what you have. Father, I thank you that your word says that we are your sheep and we hear your voice. So I thank you that as we spend time with you, that you would speak to us on what is your vision for our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.